Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is brought to you by Golden Artist Colors. Golden makes acrylic paints, core watercolors, and Williamsburg oil paints. I've been using Golden for about 20 years, and it's my favorite paint to use. The pigment's the highest quality, and I can really tell when I'm painting the difference that using Golden makes. You can find out more about Golden on their site, goldenpaints.com, from all the products they make to resources on using Golden Paint. They're an employee-owned company, and they have a great history of community engagement. Long story short, it's a great company that makes great paint. Sound & Vision is also sponsored by Topo Designs, based out of Denver, Colorado. They make sturdy bags and clothing that look great as well. Check out more about them at topodesigns.com. Cindy Chihei Kim is an artist who lives and works in New York. She received her BFA from RISD and her MFA from Yale. Her work has been featured in solo presentations at Cooper Cole in Toronto, Interstate Projects in New York, and Helena Anrather in New York. She's shown in group exhibitions at Uncle Brother, Gavin Brown's Enterprise, Foxy Production, D.C. Moore, Terry Goldberg, and the Abrams Art Center, amongst others. Her work's been covered in the New York Times, The New Yorker, Art in America, and Art Viewer, just to name a few. I met up with Cindy to discuss her days growing up in Canada, illustration starts and finding painting, art school, and much more. Here's our conversation. Start from the beginnings of beginnings. you as a young child. As a young child. Um, you were born in South Korea. Yeah, I was born in South Korea. Um, yeah, I grew up there until I was 12. Uh-huh. So that's 2003. Um, and my parents and I, my brother, we moved to Canada, Belleville, mm-hmm. Ontario. Yeah. Um, what, why, yeah. why that move? You know what? As an adult, adult I can kind of see why but as a kid I just thought they wanted to move and yeah. you know I'm sure between like two adults having two kids like and uh, deciding to move across country where they don't really know anybody there yeah. I'm sure there's a adult reasons that weren't shared with a kid oh really um Still. so I have a lot of like you know my theories um that you've I never, never asked them I have nowadays? but they give such like generic answer they're oh, like oh yeah. we want you know the immigrant kind of dream right. like we wanted you guys to be you know being a better country where there's like better education and all that um and uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, sure, that's like a good cover story, <laughs> but I like to, I like to imagine there was like, I don't know, some other um, reasons, but yeah, so we moved in 2003 and I went to middle school and high school in Canada mm-hmm. and just for my like own convenience, I guess, uh, I applied for my Canadian, Canadian citizenship mm-hmm. when I turned 18 and then um was that a difficult process no it was like it's just everything it it, like in Canada there isn't like a 
that much difference between being a citizen and a permanent resident, Mm -hmm. which my parents still are. Um, But as like a, when you have a Canadian passport, it's just a lot more easier to, yeah, like apply for stuff or um, mobility wise, travel wise. So yeah, that's, um, and it, it, when I first got my citizenship, it felt kind of weird to call myself Canadian, but you know, I, I went to undergrad in the States, so mm-hmm. then, you know, I wear my Canadian hat. Right, right. just like, oh, yeah, I'm from Canada. <laughs> Was it a yeah. hard adjustment, being that young and coming over? Um, I think... Did you just have to learn English yeah, on the fly? Yeah, I think it was just... I'm glad I came when I came, just because uh, I was young, and maybe it was like, the naivete of like, oh yeah, we're just moving and right. the gravity of having to, um, yeah, like live in a different country never really hit until kind of like in retrospective, like right. it was like, oh wow, like I was really like depressed or something yeah. <laughs> like, oh wow, like that was hard, I guess. It's like unconscious <laughs> but, culture shock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't realize but, it at the time, but as you yeah. get older, you're like, oh wow, that wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I moved to a really small town and I like I they put me in a pretty small Catholic elementary school where there's oh like 12 kids in one grade. Um, was it strict? So it wasn't. No, oh, okay, that's good. other than just, you know, saying prayers every like three times a day. And <laughs> was that was that the uh, the Catholic school conven- out of convenience of a good school or was that were you uh, Christian growing up? Yeah, Christian growing up. But it was like. Yeah, yeah, and they just, you know, thought this would be a good fit. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, yeah, basically it was a small school, so um, I'm still, like, friends with my elementary school, or middle school friends. Yeah, um, yeah grade six through eight. Um, and yeah, I'm glad, like, it, I was in kind of, like, an isolated area where there are not that many Korean mm-hmm. communities, Um so it forced kind of you like, out. Yeah, yeah, forces you to like make um, like efforts, and yeah. my parents would block, you know, all like Korean media from like the computer, so I can't <laughs> watch any like soap operas or whatever. Right. Um, and started watching like MTV or back then it was called Much Music in Canada. Oh, really? It's like yeah, and you. I remember like watching Christina Aguilera like dirty video and being like, oh my god, <laughs> this is on TV. Yeah. And like turn it off when my parents come. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, yeah, learning. Yeah. Canada English. has such a great, <laughs> great like uh, comedy. I think you can't do that on television too. I watched when I was a kid. That might date me a little bit. But oh, I was pretty old. Okay. But there was a lot of like funny shows from Canada. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kids in a Hall. Kids in a Hall. Okay. I yeah. I never watched that. Yeah. Maybe I'm like yeah. <laughs> a little older. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So. Uh, Canada, and then yeah, I studied illustration at uh, RISD. Uh-huh. So I went to Providence. Well, wait. And... So when you were in middle school and high school, was yeah. art something you liked? Oh I mean... yeah. Sorry, skip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Speaking of Catholic school, so uh, like I was supposed to go off to the sister school, mm-hmm. like high school for this Catholic school, and. Uh, um, ended up not going like my brother ended up going to the catholic high school is he older Uh, yeah he was older and but there was um fortunately like a arts high school um 
in the in town mm-hmm. um and it's like just like a regular public school but they just have a it's this canadian thing called regional visual arts program mm-hmm. um and yeah uh, my parents were like oh you should you should do that they encouraged um, it yeah That's for cool. sure yeah yeah um and I, at first, I just like was like, no, I just made friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're all going to this Catholic right. high school. Um, so you wanted to go with yeah, where they were going. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I have to make new friends all over again. And but you know, I think that was a good decision. And yeah, and yeah, did visual arts and um, did you like it? You had good teachers and yeah. Um, I think I was mostly yeah drawing comics and like anime yeah. thinking that I mean I think it's art but yeah just kind of like oh yeah this is kind of what I want to do um did you yeah, grow up my, watching a lot of that stuff yeah I think a lot of uh people in my generation yeah. definitely like that's um the first accessible art form or something not that like um I didn't seek out other visual arts but i think that was like the most like oh yeah like i want to draw just like that yeah and uh, it's still yeah it still like affects me in a way because i just can't draw people without them looking like anime characters <laughs> it's like ingrained yeah, it has like a huge influence right <laughs> yeah. there's i mean it's i like teach <laughs> i and my students so many of them yeah <laughs> if you bring up anime they're immediately like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i get it um, i think it's just a big thing growing up totally um so yeah and, and i think that's why i wanted to yeah like study illustration yeah and wanted to become um you know like a designer or just any kind of like um profession that requires illustration yeah um so how was yeah. school how, so RISD would seem like that's where you would apply when yeah. a good art school. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. So I did that, and then how's their I, illustration program? It's man, I can't even <laughs> think back. I think it was good. I think it was good. Uh, <laughs> you wiped it away from yeah, your memory it's already. Been, no, I talk about it a lot, like the program. But yeah, it like focuses on a lot of craft side of things uh as i've experienced it Mm -hmm. uh compared to the painting department so yeah like the sophomore year when you kind of declare your major and you have to take some core classes which are just drawing basics and Mm -hmm. painting basics and yeah so kind of learning to learning to translate like maybe photorealism or just observational painting skills. Um, I think that was really good. Um, Good foundation. Yeah, good foundation. Maybe it's like a too much of like a traditional idea, but like I was like, okay, like that's what I want to do. And to me, the painting department seemed like too uh, conceptual and whatever. So at the time when I was like 19 or something, (laughs) I was like, oh, I just want to (laughs) paint. So I went in and then, um, oh yeah, this is kind of what kind of, um, when I like kind of woke up out of the illustration bubble is that, yeah, I was like applying to these internships at 
Pixar, Disney, oh, yeah. and Nickelodeon and How Hallmark. Did that go? <laughs> uh, terribly. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just kind of like that was um, the dream destination right. for a lot of um, students. Um, you just like that's what you like aim for. Great paying job. You get to work on cool projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stability, but creativity. And right. Everyone will see your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, which did not happen um i yeah like and then just suddenly realizing yeah it's just kind of not what i want to see my art in or i remember did that come first or did it come after was it kind of like oh man so many people are gunning for these it's gonna be so hard to get in uh, it's like that and also um uh yeah it was a sophomore summer i ended up getting an internship at an advertising agency in boston Mm -hmm. back bay area and uh, yeah, it was like a great experience, but then it quickly realized um, just kind of where this is all, was all for. Yeah. And uh, not that like, I mean, as like a more grown up or something, it, I'm not even a grown up, but just like <laughs> now that I've been in the art world, it's like not that different. Yeah. But at the time, right, right. you know, Felt at the like time, it was just like, oh God, like I'm just going to be designing cute characters for toothpaste like what? <laughs> Not well, that, that sounds that's, fun yeah it sounds fun but at <laughs> that like uh kind of pre-enlightened mode of mm-hmm. like just being like oh this is bullshit and right. i think that feeling of angst or something was in like compelling enough of a narrative for myself to be like i want to be a painter right. it pushed <laughs> you into that yeah area. yeah which is like I don't know if I think back, that was also a pretty um, naive decision. But yeah, so um, like with that, and then I distinctly remember at uh, coming back to RISD, there was a um, the museum, RISD Museum, they had like a film screening and mm-hmm. they were showing Solowit, um documentary. And I didn't even know who he was. And um, first seeing that documentary kind of... Um, yeah, really opened up like what I could be. I don't make work like him or yeah. any of the like minimalists. <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, thinking about like art practice as like not so material based yeah. or not so image based, it really opened up in a way that I, yeah, I still like think back at that moment. I'd be like feeling so inspired. And um, so it's kind of like, yeah, a combination of like discovering non-image based art and then um, having worked at, yeah, like what the industry is for, um, my skills that I was kind of developing at school. Um, yeah, just kind of felt it wasn't for me. Um, but you finished it up, right? Yeah. So what I did was in the senior year of school, I just took all of my classes in the painting department. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, did some really embarrassing work. <laughs> so Didn't we as, all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> just had to get that out of the system. Um, and then, yeah, when I, I took a year off between undergrad and graduate school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with grad program, of course, I go into painting and then not make any paintings. I make... <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and yeah, made even more embarrassing like videos and installations and then after graduating i'm like oh yeah painting is all right (laughs) (laughs) you went back yeah i went back now was um, that just to push because you were you were at yale right yeah yeah yeah. this was this is the new 
Like you're in, wait, was it separated? Huh? No, it's like all together now, right? No, um, it's the one sculptures? of the few institutions. Yeah, one of the few MFA programs that still have like a distinct department. Where's sculpture at though? Um, Is it in a different building? Yeah, it's in a different building. Oh, yeah, I thought so, it was combined for some reason. No, so graphic design and photography, they, it's like a, it's a, they're, separate departments yeah. um but they share like a building mm-hmm. um and yeah painting is in their own building sculpture is in their own building is sculpture still over way on the I, other side no um it's i think it's a new building it, I, it sounds like you never went i i don't know <laughs> if it like where sculpture used to be or oh yeah, yeah. it was just i i don't know exactly where that was but when yeah. i was there we were in the the rudolph building Oh. So we were with the architects. Oh, okay, yeah. And then right after I left is when they built that new building. Okay. But sculpture was way across town, so oh. we'd want to go see like Tom Friedman or people like that when they'd lecture in sculpture. Yeah. It, you know, it was like really far away. And sometimes we'd want to get crits from the sculpture right, right. teachers, but it was so hard to wrangle them over. Yeah, so they're yeah, they're it's definitely still, not in the architecture building. They're in the their own studio building mm-hmm. that's um that's not that far. Yeah. But so you were making sculpture and video and, and basically in dialogue with the painting faculty. Yeah. How did that yeah. go? I think they're pretty supportive. I think, um, again, looking back, um, it was like a, a, yeah, it was like a, like a medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Getting a medicine. Right. Um, or vaccination of some sort. Uh, to prepare me <laughs> uh, for the cruel, cruel world. <laughs> but yeah, obviously now I have more context to, you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, the, these are artists, like faculty members, um, you know, commuting a long time to yeah. give their intellectual effort and labor um, to these really... <laughs> kind of entitled <laughs> students because <laughs> when you go you're just kind of like oh my god you're like you've made it to this prestigious institution and uh, you're so, you feel so whatever the gold hand syndrome uh, uh-huh. or everything you make you think is gonna be amazing oh, really? <laughs> or like i don't know i think that's kind of like the first month and then right. they just brutally oh yeah um they pull, the rug, <laughs> they pull the rug right from yeah um, that could be a new tagline for them, like yeah. medicine for to prepare you for the brutal cold existence. Yeah, of that. yeah. But yeah, I think I was, you know, you go through that like first shock um, that everything that you've been doing is not that cool or not that good or right. not that original, um, and then acceptance and yeah. there's a period of um, kind of resistance and then. Yeah, now I'm kind of like, oh yeah, like I, I like that. It's like some of the stuff that I disagreed with them sort of start to make sense. Yeah. Um, now that you're outside of school or something. Oh, it's like parents, right? Yeah, yeah. When you get older <laughs> and you're like, oh wait, um, now I get it. But <laughs> it, but then, um, yeah, you still have to kind of keep that because yeah, the painting program is so. Um, so modernist, so formalist, and I get it. it. I think that's like a one way of making paintings or art, um, you know, like form before, you know, narrative mm-hmm. or um, practice before theory. That kind of like, uh, it. I would say it's a dogma, and mm-hmm. it's like a 
um, it's a certain way of making work. And yeah, I sometimes agree with it, sometimes don't. But I think the program, how I felt it was um, very much of, you know, narrative arises out of materials and, um, you know, kind of process-based formalism, Mm -hmm. but also figurative work, like figurative narrative um, paintings as well. So it was, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see it now. Um, I'm sure it's changed. uh, It's only been two years, but I think they're pretty rigorous about, you know, shaking things up um, and not try to be um, like one ideology yeah one ideology and that's good but well you get good visiting artists too you know (coughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah and the voices of everyone else around you i feel like even you know certain programs have a certain general vibe to it or ideology or something but even if it doesn't fit the way you're making work like as you get older you realize oh well it was good to go through that test yeah in a way yeah and uh, even if unless it mm -hmm. crushes your soul and you quit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think i just feel really you know privileged that's all like it's yeah i was like 23 and Mm -hmm. you know like my whole life of making art has been within the institutional kind of parameter of people paying attention to your work telling you what's wrong or what's right or yeah. uh you know that <clears throat> when that kind of that support itself um and which is funny because yeah. at the time you don't think of it as support. you don't think you just, just get me out of here <laughs> yeah take it for granted and that's so foolish of me or to i were just you know maybe that's like a good thing for me to kind of look back on and yeah. um because it gets it gets so quiet yeah afterwards yeah it's like wait yeah. You can just make stuff and no one's like chiming in. Exactly. And you're like, oh, this feels kind of yeah. different. And I think that's good because also um, having studied illustration, there's this kind of insecure, like sore spot oh, yeah, of yeah. like, oh man, I've, I'm an applied artist, not a fine artist. <laughs> and <laughs> you for, actually have skills. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, it was just like back then that kind of, yeah, again, like institutional validation is so it felt so important and I'm sure it that has just kind of changed now for my, um, uh, yeah, what, you know, I'm always looking for, like, what's the next step? And mm-hmm. at that time it was like, oh, it's a, it's pursuing a higher degree in um, fine art. Mm-hmm. So it felt, yeah, it, it felt like that was um, also like a, a playing factor in how I experienced grad school and yeah like I sometimes wonder it's like oh should I have waited um before or should I have not gone mm-hmm. at all but it's the yeah it's the choice that I made at that time and it's uh I don't regret it but <laughs> <laughs> you've moved on yeah I've moved on um and yeah school can make yeah just yeah definitely definitely change your work and so after yeah. you after you graduated, yeah, I mean, towards the end, were you feeling like you were starting to hit a rhythm, or did you move out of there and then start to make the work that developed into what you're doing now? Oh, um, so after graduating, I spent the summer in Canada mm-hmm. and I did a residency at Banff, and I was making mostly sculptures. And uh, what were they like? Yeah, what's your sculpture? Oh, 
definitely painter sculptures, like flat, <laughs> totally image based. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my own critique of my like three D paintings. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't really find them that interesting anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then making videos, and I think it was like last two weeks of the Banff. Uh, residency I had some drawing like I just kind of ran out of my funds to like make work and Mm -hmm. having to ship stuff back and uh, but I still had like two weeks left of um, the residency and I had yeah some drawing materials left so I just um, I just drew and that is always good yeah which is always good and uh, but like drew as in like I wanted to make them into finished drawings like they're not just sketches and right. like, I was like okay I'm gonna like just make some drawings and then I I like them mm-hmm. so then <laughs> I kept doing it and that's when I when I moved to South Bronx mm-hmm. um yeah I started just making drawings and paintings and that's kind of what I'm doing now it's so funny because um, <clears throat> looking at your work yeah and only knowing what you've done fairly recently and yeah. seeing your work and then looking at your bio and seeing that you went to undergrad for illustration yeah I just assume like it's there's just like a gift of hand. There's a really beautiful line work oh, and composition that you have. Thank you. So it seems as though it seems so effortless. And a lot of it, illustrators mm-hmm. do that. They just have a real gifted kind of drawing ability of line and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you went through the gauntlet of struggles there to get to this point. <laughs> or I guess or yeah. Which just, everyone does, I guess. But it yeah. just it fe- this, you know, your your more recent work just has that real kind of like nice line quality to it like it yeah. does look like drawing and painting right yeah um what's the yeah. what's the kind of inspiration or you know what's kind of the subject matter the things that you're looking at or referencing and what are you trying to say in the images to the viewer <laughs> maybe not so literally but sure. you know what's kind of like um yeah i guess um palette wise you know yeah black and white um i would yeah I would just say it because I was just drawing a lot yeah. and Char- we're using charcoal, charcoal, uh, graphite. These, would, these yeah. just feel like yeah, charcoal. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah, that's kind of like what inspired to make the paintings mm-hmm. into black and white. Just like a very simple, dumb <laughs> uh, logic of like, oh, I I like drawing, and uh, sometimes when I'm painting feel like those qualities of a drawing kind of gets lost um because it's so the opacity maybe it's yeah it's the opacity it's the thickness of the paint or yeah just some like I really like when I'm using graphite you can kind you can definitely erase it Mm -hmm. um go over it and smudge it like yeah just something about that I really like about both graphite and charcoal Mm -hmm. and ink as in like it's kind of um, smears into the paper mm-hmm. and stains it it's yeah I, I always found that really <clears throat> just enjoyable and then yeah wanting to translate that into the painting surface which is a totally different um, material to work with so yeah that's kind of what how it became black and white and um, and then uh, thinking about color just seemed like I just don't feel ready. <laughs> it, yeah, color seems so, um, it's it's so magnificent and brilliant and 
uh, even Sublime or something, and I'm like, okay, I just wanna, I just wanna do this really good, and then jump into color later. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's a definitely so, feeling that the black and white gives you, though. That's like, there's like a mystery yeah, to it. Yeah. And um, like a, a a feeling of time. Huh. I mean, maybe it's just black and white versus right. color when you think about it in the history of imagery. Yeah. Black and white was such an older like photography and stuff like that. It right. has like kind of a you know, I don't want to say nostalgic, but it, yeah. it has to- a sense of time to it mm. and then a real kind of, you know, sort of mysterious vibe to yeah. it. Yeah, I think what it really, at least it is efficient form for me is that, yeah, I think I was always interested in kind of line and composition and design. Mm-hmm. And once I'm just using black and white, that kind of um, clears things out. And yeah. so, like everything's pretty flat and to think about volume and space. Um, I think color is definitely like a really rich um, thing that could bring out in a painting. But yeah, I think it's, um, again, in the drawing, I was like, okay, I think this kind of limited palette could um, bring those, or the elements that I was excited about um, in the most kind of efficient form. And yeah, talking about efficiency, I feel like, um, the kind of style that I have, which mm-hmm. um, I think is pretty like cartoonish, as I as I kind of see them, yeah. um, just kind of really round and um, even cute, mm-hmm. I, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, like a sort of um, yeah, like uh, approachable or something. Yeah, as, as I would kind of that's my own interpretation of. Uh, or how I look at them. And yeah, I think that's um, what's kind of exciting about cartoon forms and maybe not exciting, but what's kind of, uh, what I feel drawn to it is its ability to kind of make things look benign or docile and um, less threatening. Mm -hmm. At least that's kind of, yeah, how I've always understood illustration and their usage is to, um, yeah, make things kind of digestible for the viewers. And that's, yeah, it sounds kind of, um, yeah, illustration is kind of like a very efficient but could also be a pretty dangerous form how we consume violence or uh, female bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I'm interested in and some of the work uh or images that I've worked on it there is an element of violence um as it relates to female body and I don't know if it's uh not necessarily about you know me as a female painter making some sort of grand statement about what it is to inhabit a female body but it was just more like oh um why do I feel like this is like, how can I like tolerate this kind of composition? Like Mm -hmm. this kind of, um, yeah. Images like why, why do I enjoy it? Or like, why do I find it tolerable? I think those were the questions that, um, at least excited me about, um, making them and yeah, there's something kind of, yeah. Like, uh, something interesting about that what what the cartoon form or the illustration form can do yeah um there's a lot of narrative too in your work i mean within yeah. certain images they seem to have their own narrative and right. then there's this narrative that you could apply i think over 
the course of different paintings. Yeah. Have you ever thought or have you ever worked on like something like a graphic novel or some drawings that are serial or that move through time or is Yeah. Because um, that's probably a an inspiration, right? I mean yeah. if you have you liked graphic novels growing up and Right. Stuff? Yeah. And I think that's what I always kind of think about painting. I think of it as like a single frame and I I think growing up just my idea of visual art was never like this, definitely not the modernist visual art as in material on top of a surface mm-hmm. and like, that's it. Right. But I think how I experienced what was visual culture was it had sound, mm-hmm. it had text, it had narrative and, yeah. um, and in combination with what I see. So that kind of separation from what I see, uh, for, uh, like, and then, from what I what I'm hearing or what I'm even smelling or all these other sensorial affects like I think when I'm making painting and coming out of this certain modernist tradition I'm always so aware that it's like okay this canvas it's rectilinear territory that is not going to move Mm -hmm. so indifferent to like my feelings and whatever it's (laughs) it's so like doesn't give a shit (laughs) and (laughs) and it's not going to make any noise. It's like, I don't want to put text <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I don't know. I just want it simultaneously. I want it to be it's autonomous thing. And right. it's this paradoxical kind of desire what I want out of a painting. And yeah, I think that's maybe why um, certain elements have like um, or certain paintings have this elements of time or um, seriality. Yeah. Um, and the black yeah. and white, too. Right. It, has yeah. Did you see that Picasso show at the Guggenheim? Oh yeah, uh, that was like Black three years ago or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that an amazing show? Yeah, yeah. Um, no color, but just right. I, mean, I don't know. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's yeah. You simultaneously want to break out from the the modernist tradition, and then also at the same time, it's like oh, but. I can't and it's interesting um as just like a figurative painter Mm -hmm. that's always in the you know the in the closet it's like eh no like (laughs) (laughs) but then you participate in it and uh yeah well you're putting your own stamp on right you know yeah it's your voice in that which I would think is very yeah well it is very valuable and interesting right yeah um yeah some of the I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's, again, like another like paradoxical thing. It's like I think I, when I'm painting female forms, I think I'm just using some sort of an archetype or mm-hmm. pre-existing uh, kind of very generic form of what, you know, what consists of a female body, mm-hmm. like a fuller boob and some pubic hair and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh curves and uh, yeah it's like i'm not uh and like yeah it already like exists in the i would say in already visual culture but at the same time yeah i am selectively consciously uh picking through like why why this part the um this should be more circular or this should be more uh emphasized so yeah, there is that kind of, um, 
yeah, there is that selection process. Um, That's like a uh, weight, right? Because yeah, the simple yeah. drawing change in the figure right, yeah. means something, or it, right. it's, it signifies something different in a way to a lot of people. Yeah, or you're so, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a loaded thing. I think that totally. I don't know. It's it's as it's we're knee deep in our culture, and I have been. Yeah, of like the added pressure on women when it comes to all aspects of being right. being a part of this culture where it's like yeah. even in imagery mm-hmm. the way that the figure is represented is such a you know yeah. loaded kind of image yeah and yeah again it's just like i'm kind of surprised at my own uh detachment from mm-hmm. it sometimes it's like oh like you know when you're doing um figure drawing or nude there is that like split second of oh my God, that person's naked. And then yeah. you actually just look at it as a, an object or something. And to me that, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the modernist training. I would yeah. say that's being um, taught and which I think I enact in every kind of form making. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is really, uh, I, I don't feel anything towards it. Um, it's just line or it's just a form and it's a little, you know, problematic to see it, but it's like more interesting to kind of go through with it for me as like a painter and Mm -hmm. see where it makes me uncomfortable and see where it's, yeah, potentially problematic. It's, um, what is kind of like the mm -hmm. visual stimuli that you're working with in your images? Yeah. Um, I think just... I I think I see myself as, you know, like most kind of like everybody in New York, at least in my circle, they came from somewhere else yeah. and uh, um, have kind of formed their like adult self right. within American context. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think the feeling of alienation is no matter if you're from the states you know but you could be from midwest and coming to new york you could feel total alienation Mm -hmm. not that that's as same as yeah like someone from korea coming to new york and experiencing culture shock but in terms of what people like yourself as like an outsider it's a pretty um I, i think it's a that's like a universal experience of just being a person right, of course. <laughs> um so in terms of culture and yeah like i think there's an expectation now um as uh in in the art world where um like certain narratives that have dominated for a long time which is based on you know what white heteronormative right. cis male um the canon. yeah the canon yeah. and uh, wanting to be more inclusive and uh, i think um at, yeah as like a minority but I, I yeah like for me um i have to kind of think of it as okay all of this like i ha- i cannot not acknowledge you know class and yeah. having to gone through these really prestigious uh institutions that kind of uh generated these opinions and even giving me the language to talk about it critically Mm -hmm. um is something that it's always you know what's going to form my politics Mm -hmm. and uh, knowing that and then yeah in, in terms of the art world like okay so i'm a female asian painter so 
the work will most definitely be looked through that lens and it's not like limiting and I don't want to be like no just look at my art for what it is like wanting that modernist context Mm -hmm. like and it's a I think the truth is on the on the kind of the gray area in between that impulse to be seen um just autonomous as like an autonomous object for and then on the other pole as like no I come from this specific background um yeah like Korean culture Canadian culture American culture also like a very uh close uh art circle um yeah it's funny I never um thought of myself as like an American artist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just made the stuff I made. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember growing up and watching like Bugs Bunny cartoons right, and loving right. that that look. You yeah, know? yeah. Or like people like Warhol since I was a kid were around. Yeah. And then when I started showing in Japan, yeah. my dealer said, you know, oh, this is really like American art. Oh, yeah. And then I thought about it. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess like Schiller and Ruscha or people that right. like you could see some, yeah. like some sort of connection. But sometimes you have to go outside of your... Yeah. Or someone else will mention something. You're like, I yeah. guess I do like yeah. Edward Hopper or like, right. you know, I mean, George yeah. O'Keefe, like iconic American artists. Right. Like, but sometimes yeah. it just seeps in unconsciously, I guess. Yeah. I mean, even the Korean modernists, mm-hmm. like post-war era, like they look like Rothko, yeah. like, you know, made by Korean artists. Right. Um, and I think that's sort of why I gravitate towards like, anime or cartoon as in it's like uh it came from kind of japanese yeah. uh uh image culture and it's now being sort of uh ubiquitous within american context and um yeah something about that is sort of um kind of interesting um yeah. because yeah like uh when we think about uh, not even european modernism but abax that's a very like american narrative um and uh, even uh, like and then to think about yeah east asian modernism it's uh, it has to go through that discourse um artists wanting to make uh yeah make materials visible on a surface with and not images Mm -hmm. um and that's like yeah that's history we're like living and all aspects of life, um, it's through, I would say, is a uh, American-European narrative. Yeah. Um, and which is such a yeah. recent history, too, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, recent realization. Because yeah. like, if you look at something like, you know, anime, which comes from ukiyo-e, which comes from, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. kind of, that uh, image-making yeah. and like that culture is so yeah. long, like American culture right. is so young. And yeah, like Mane, uh, yeah. even, yeah. Balthus, um, they all took inspiration from that. Right, so, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Well, here's a, yeah. not to change the subject sure. completely, but something I'm really interested in is, yeah. what kind of music do you like? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't like that much music. I That's a confession. <laughs> <laughs> you you I, actively don't like it or you just I, don't engage with music? Um, I do. I just, um, it's not something that I like seek out. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Did you grow up listening yeah. to a lot of music? Yeah, it, it's just like so. I'm, I mean, like in know, the house, like was it always playing? Yeah, music? like oh my god, yeah, my 
parents really like classical music. Okay. Uh, I have my own theory why. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, they put me and my brother through piano lessons, which is like, yeah, like great. So, yeah, I think I like classical music, but it sounds so pretentious and like, I don't it's know. really I, good though. I, I like it. And then, um, but, you know, I... With in terms of my like visual consumption, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty selective, or like I can be like, oh yeah, I I know what I like. But with right. music, it's just like, oh yeah, well, I'll listen to whatever. Um, I recently found uh, Breeders. Oh, the Breeders. Yeah, and Kim Deal. I think that's what I've been kind of listening to. But it's not like I have a strong opinions about like. I like this. I like their this album, and so you don't go um, down the rabbit hole of like all the. And no, no. Because as soon as you said the Breeders, I thought, yeah. oh, I wonder if like there's all those other bands from that era that were so huh. good that. No, I think. Um, you yeah. like the Pixies. Yeah, yeah, and but it's not like the way I engage with you know right. a painter's life or something. I'd be like so in- interested in their autobiography and. Um, yeah, it seems you know like what you're they, really, really heady when it comes to like art yeah, and the history of art and, and stuff. But not, not that that's shocking, music, but I mean, yeah. it just seems like that's really where your yeah. passion lies. Yeah, but um, I my friend just recommended Philip Glass, and I was like, okay, these are these are very uh, just pleasurable. Yeah, and especially when you're like listening to it, you I don't know, I just have this kind of guilty sensation of like, okay, this kind of feels like i'm in a movie <laughs> and it's so dumb like that's how music is now it's like so dumb I'm like looking sadly out into the subway car i was like ooh, like <laughs> it's good in the studio yeah yeah because yeah. it's so repetitive and exactly kind of yeah um, have you seen koyana scotty yeah yeah, yeah I, I can think... never listen to philip class and not think of that movie yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh, yeah, it's something that's kind of... I hate that I just treat music as like a background noise. And that's... I would... Yeah, I would not want to be like... Well, know. when you're working, do you... Other than Philip Glass? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like whatever's on Netflix. Yeah. Or not Netflix, sorry. Oh, uh, I was going to say you watch TV. Because a lot of people do yeah, watch yeah. TV. So, yeah, whatever's on my Spotify. See, gotcha. it's, I get it mixed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, Netflix, again, like a background thing that mm-hmm. is playing. Um, but there's a like a very initial stage of uh, making art where I just have to be in a really silent space um where i just have to figure stuff out Mm -hmm. i can't really listen to music and when because it'll affect you feel like it'll affect yeah it's just yeah it's so like uh it's got music can have such like an emotional effect that i don't think i have towards paintings um it's weird i don't think i can cry to a painting whereas music is more visceral right yeah it gets inside of you i guess yeah, yeah yeah and um it just has like a different emotional register. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like if I need to stretch some canvases and I just have to feel really pumped and then I'll like, you know. ACDC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe not. But, uh, something more like fast and uh, like 
yeah. a lot of beats or something like energy yeah 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 so you know again just like using it as an instrument to make my productivity yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like coffee or yeah, something yeah, yeah exactly and that's i yeah i feel kind of bad about that but um yeah that's kind of how i utilize music <laughs> yeah that's totally fine <laughs> um and uh what was i gonna say do you go out yeah. to see live music ever not really i haven't been doing it much lately it's hard right it's a commitment yeah oh man no sometimes i would go to uh some like experimental stuff and (laughs) i know this is like maybe too cynical but i feel like i feel i'm not that old but i feel old like they're these like very attractive young kids like and they're really attractive like uh attire and mm-hmm. I, I just feel like i stepped into a parody of some sort that's like what i feel these days yeah. i go to sometimes go to an art opening and be like oh like <laughs> this is a meme or something right yeah it doesn't seem real <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's seem like real or... yeah, yeah yeah um so i don't know that's kind of what i feel when i go see live music or something um um, but you, so you do you live and work in the South Bronx? I do. Yeah. Are you pretty hermetic? Do you like kind of stay in a lot? Or um, you... sometimes like, it, yeah. During winter, I feel like it's um, hibernate. <laughs> yeah, and I live with my friends, so mm-hmm. um, we kind of yeah like hang out there. But I sometimes work in the city, so whenever I'm down after work, I'll just you know hang out here. Yeah. But coming to uh, Brooklyn, it's like a total commitment. It's it like, is. yes, I'm gonna go to Brooklyn it's today. Track, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, it's like not too far, and yeah, yeah. So, um, well, what do you have? Do you have anything coming up? Or what are you working on now? Yeah, are you um, in the full studio mode? Um, it's like half studio mode, half yeah. work. Yeah. Um, I with uh with Helena and Rather, just the gallery that I showed at. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing Nada Miami. Nice. Um, yeah. Are you gonna go down in December? I don't know now yet. Now that's a party. Yeah, I that's don't. It's like so that feels scripted. Yeah. It? <laughs> Have you been? Yeah. So we went last year. We yeah. did a small project booth. Um, and uh, but our friend, my my friend. Uh, Christina Quarles, who's like an amazing painter, she had her solo there and uh, had a lot of work in um, Basel. And mm-hmm. so, and then other friends also was showing. So there was a bunch of us who went down yeah. and it was so much fun um, just just because... Uh, it's like a big yeah, art party. Yeah, art party. And <laughs> Which never really happens. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was like a lot of fun. But this year, yeah, I just have to like look at my schedule and yeah. see if I can get down there. I, um, that feel to me feels guilty when I go down. <laughs> I haven't been in a few years, but yeah. when the last time I went down, I, I met my brother there and it was oh, just, okay. it was so much fun. Yeah. And I actually did go out to see some live music. It was really good. Okay. So it felt like a nice yeah. break from, you know, yeah. especially in, well, nowadays it's not getting cold until yeah. like mid to late December, it feels like, but yeah. it's nice to escape the winter for a week. Yeah. So. No, totally. Um, so, so you have yeah. that coming up? Yeah. And then in spring, I have uh, a solo with Gabali Gallery in Where, LA. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've never shown in LA. And um, yeah. Have you been so, often to LA? So I went um, when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Weird. So it's been kind a while. of Yeah. Yeah. Weird. 
yeah, my cousins and my my uncle lives there. Uh-huh. So yeah. So that'd be cool to go out there. Yeah. Some, and yeah. what? Uh, sorry, what's the name of the gallery again? Gabali. Gabali. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's in March. Nice. So I'll be doing that. But so you got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's kind of it. And be, yeah. you do social media. I do. Yes. So um, people active, can follow you. Active Instagram user. Yeah. 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 And your it's handle kind of for people. Oh, well, if they uh, t- put your name in, they'll find you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's another thing. How I see art now. Um, it's like, it's good because I get to be updated with what my friends are making or right. my peers. But yeah, it's, it's also a two inch thing. by two inch screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but cool. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've been like really into your, to your work. So oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really cool to, to finally talk to you about it. Yeah. So thanks so much for oh, coming over. Thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Sound & Vision is recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Brian Alfred. You can find more images that I take from the podcasts at soundandvisionpodcast.com. You can also donate to the podcast there or pick up a tote bag. And don't forget to please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Many thanks to Michael Lovett for his introduction and Lullatone for the intro-outro music. You can find more information about my work at my website, paintchanger.com, or on Instagram at alfredstudio or at Sound and Vision Podcast. Many thanks for listening and supporting Sound and Vision. Thank you.